Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. It's so easy for us to watch shows like Selling Sunset that just sort of glamorize the life of someone in the spotlight. Like, oh, they have it all. And we're talking about <laughs> what success really looks like today at SWS Radio. I mean, in a 2020 tangible world, what does healthy success look like? We're talking with Tim Schur. He's a best-selling author. He's a leadership coach. And Tim, you spent years working alongside Donald Miller as well with StoryBrand. And you wrote a new book called The Secret Society of Success. How are you, Tim? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. So if you ask anybody on the street, you know, what success look like, you're going to get a lot of answers, but usually it has to have with having a lot of stuff and having a lot of money. <laughs> yes. And, you know, one of my favorite stories here, really, as we think about how do we redefine success? What is it really? So I'm sure all of us know the, the story of Apollo 11. You have Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But what a lot of people don't know, there's actually a third astronaut on that mission. His name was Michael Collins. So here you have Michael Collins. The guy Ubers Neil and Buzz to the moon, drops them off so they can do all the various tasks they need to do on the moon's surface, while he actually stays back in the command module orbits the moon something like 26 times until those guys are ready to be picked up and brought back to Earth. What would make this a pretty miserable story is if Michael were to get back, sit down with the press and say something like, well, it sure would have been nice to actually walk on the moon and, you know, acted like a victim, tried to take the spotlight away from the mission as a whole. But what's beautiful is that's not at all what happened. He gets back, talks with the press about how content he was to have had one of those three seats. He was happy to be part of the mission. So why is it that to be successful, we feel like we have to step into the spotlight, climb the ladder, be the boss, chase money, fame, power? Do we have to actually walk on the moon to be happy? And as I've actually discovered the last 15 years of my career working with Donald Miller, but also my time at Apple and Tom's Shoes, I've discovered the secret society of people I call the secret society of success that have shown me a new way to live and a new way to define success. So if success isn't money, fame, power, what is it? So I really explore and give people ideas of, on how to really frame this up a little bit differently so we can change the way we navigate our lives and our careers. We're talking about rethinking how we benchmark what success is, because there's the fulfillment part of it, and then there's the stuff part of it, right? And then there's the emotional, healthy part of when I'm successful, just because I have stuff, or I have money, or I have a beautiful wife and 2.5 kids and a nice house, and I'm debt-free or whatever— it doesn't mean that you're content. It doesn't mean that you're emotionally stable. And it doesn't even mean that you're physically healthy. Right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. You know, all of these things, the ways that we define success is so, it's custom for each person. Like if I were to ask you, fill in the blank, success is, how would you answer that question? How would you fill in the blank? For so many of us, we just are operating out of this definition that almost has been handed to us, that we are feeling pressured to define a particular way by society. But what is most important is that we get very clear on that definition. And some of the ways that I have learned to define success, 
is somebody like Andy Stanley. I heard him speak at an event. So many people are familiar with Andy. He's a pastor in Atlanta. And at this event, he's talking about how do we find our purpose in our lives and our careers? How do we do it? So he says the questions that so many of us ask around this is, kind of why am I here, right? Like, what's in it for me? These are very normal questions to ask. But Andy says, these are the wrong questions to ask if we want to find purpose and meaning in our lives. He says, the question we need to ask is this, who am I here for? And what I love about that question is it still requires us to show up, bring our best, to do our thing, bring our gifts, our skill sets, our abilities, but it has us in a posture, in a headspace of service, of helping somebody else win. So success is not stuff. Success is a little bit more like what Andy's talking about, thinking, who am I here for? Thinking about how we can help others win, and that being how we start to measure and define success. We're talking about rethinking success today with Tim Schur, and he's worked with Apple and Tom Shoes and with Donald Miller. Actually wrote a brand new book called The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight. Learn to enjoy your work and your life again. It's interesting, Tim, because a lot of times when we meet someone new, it's always, hi, what's your name and what do you do? What do you think is a better question than what do you do? Because it's not about our work defining us. I actually was at an event and somebody said this around this topic and I just love it. Rather than what do you do, they asked, what do you love about what you do? (laughs) And I just thought that was fantastic because you are right. Life is about so much more than just what we do, but so much of our value really gets locked into this. We want the credit. We want to feel seen and valued. There's a part of that that is just human. And so There is a human part of us that wants people to see us and recognize us, but I don't know if that's the best parts of us. I think that can actually, if if we get too obsessed around some of these ideas, it can lead us into a pretty gnarly, unhealthy headspace. And so it's leaders like Tim Cook at Apple. So, you know, Tim, he sets an example on how we can navigate our lives and our careers that to me is just really, really inspiring. So Tim's now the CEO, but before that he was COO under Steve Jobs. Well, Steve Jobs passes away. The person who had been groomed to take over is Tim Cook. So at the release of the Apple Watch, a huge moment for Apple because this is the first new product that had been released under Tim's leadership. So he's being interviewed on national television. David Muir asks him, is this the moment for you? The moment of your career at Apple? And so just think how you would respond if you're Tim Cook in that moment. Here you'd been under the radar for decades. Nobody knows all that you contributed to 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 make Apple successful. You'd want to probably take the moment to get a little bit of credit, right, to brag about yourself. But Tim doesn't take the bait. When asked, is this the moment for you, the moment of your career at Apple, Tim says, well, it's a moment for Apple. I don't really think about myself that much. And those two sentences tell me everything that I need to know about how Tim shows up, the shadow that he is casting as a leader, what he is modeling for his team that he wants to see in his organization. It's humble confidence. He's confident in the value he brings. He doesn't need to remind people about it, but he's also humble enough to know that he could not have done this on his own. So he gives credit to other people 
What if success isn't us just constantly having to tell people what we do, that we're valuable, but what if success, we can start to head in the way of the secret society, modeled perfectly by Tim in this moment, what if success is giving people credit, not needing to take the credit ourselves? What if the reason so many people quit their jobs over the last year or so is because they're chasing a wrong view of success, like that spotlight mindset, basically that unhealthy desire for attention and recognition. We're actually talking with Tim Schur today at S-Wiss Radio. He's worked with Tom Shoes and Apple. In 2021, like 47.5 million people quit their jobs, which is like an average of about 4 million people quitting every month. I mean, people have called it every everything from the great resignation. But Tim, what do you think has been driving this sudden uptick of people just saying, when it comes to work, I've had enough? What people want today is very different from what they wanted even two years ago. And, you know, so much of this conversation is is healthy. It's people actually starting to ask, what do I want in my life? Or another way to say it is, what is success in my career, in my life? How can I live at a a little different pace, perhaps. Maybe do a job that aligns with what I really and truly value. And so I think a lot of people are answering this question for themselves a little differently than they used to. But here's something that I want us to be careful of. In the book, I talk about something called the spotlight mindset. And you just said it, an unhealthy desire for attention and recognition. And it's important that we actually know how the spotlight mindset can show up in our lives because if we don't learn to identify it, we may actually be defining success based on a, an unhealthy definition of the word. So here's just a couple symptoms, and I think it really does tie into all that you and I are talking around about this great resignation, why so many people are leaving jobs and what they're navigating right now, just some things that we need to be thinking about as we are in this mode and this season in our lives. So here's a couple symptoms of the spotlight mindset. Striving is one. Do you struggle to find contentment in your life? Does it lead you on this restless pursuit for more? Comparison. Do you wish you were someone else or wonder how your success stacks up against others? Are you jealous in a way that gets in your way? And why this is so important is just even in reading those couple symptoms, you probably would hear, oh my gosh, am am I wanting this next thing? Am I wanting this next job? Because it is actually based on the foundation of how I define success, what I really do want for my life and my family right now, or are we looking to make these changes, looking for that promotion, trying to climb the ladder because we're just striving after that next paycheck, that next tier, platform, whatever it is, or is it maybe us just comparing the job that we have to our neighbor and us almost just being jealous and trying to make these moves because of some of these reasons. So making these changes is not bad, but first we need to realize, is this about me getting more attention and recognition, or is this a healthy definition of success that I am just navigating and trying to step towards? So I think that the important thing here is that we get really clear on our definition of success and align our careers with that definition and make sure that we are not being too influenced by the spotlight mindset as we're navigating all that. 
It's funny how surprised people are when they realize that God designed work actually to be a gift. Because for most people, work is dreadful, right? Work is just a way to pay the bills. and It's the place you go because somebody's paying you to be there. We're talking with Tim Schur today at S-Wiss Radio. He's a leadership coach. and He's worked for Apple and Tom Shoes. He's worked with Donald Miller throughout his career as well. But it's interesting, Tim, because in Genesis it says the Lord took the man. He took Adam. He put him in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it, to cultivate it, to be like a keeper of the garden. But Tim, so many people don't find any fulfillment in their work. And when Monday comes around, they're just frustrated. They go into the office. They're jaded. They just start punching the clock. And, you know, what do you think we can do to change that up and reset it when you feel like you're in a job that you don't really feel like you're that excited about? When I was the COO of StoryBrand, I hired every single employee. And one day there was an application that came through. And on this person's resume, they had one of my favorite companies listed. I couldn't wait to talk to them and find out what it was like to work for this company. So in the first interview, I'm so pumped. And I'm like, okay, tell me everything. What's it like? And they said something that I'll never forget. They said, it's a really competitive environment. But here's the thing. Nobody there has your back. And I'm like, what do you mean nobody there has your back? And they went on to describe that everyone was so interested in their own climb, their own journey, they would never recognize somebody else or even contribute to projects for somebody else unless it had something to do with serving their own agenda. For so many of us, we probably work in environments like this. So it's no surprise that you dread going to work because if you don't feel like people have your back, then it's just not that fun right? Like you're just kind of grinding through it. And so there's something that I have learned about success from somebody actually that you would maybe not expect, LeBron James. And just real quickly, what I think is interesting about LeBron James's story and how it relates to what I just talked about, about people not having their back and showing up in these really unhealthy work cultures is in 2020, LeBron James and the Lakers won the NBA Finals. And they give a trophy out to the team at the end of the season, but the NBA also gives a trophy out to the scoring leader, the person in the NBA who had the highest points per game average. It's a big deal to be the scoring leader. Michael Jordan was the scoring leader 10 times. LeBron James is a guy who's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. You'd think he would want to be the scoring leader, but in 2020, he didn't win the scoring leader title. In fact, he wasn't even in the top five, but LeBron led the league in assists. Meaning, the way that he chose to play and ultimately how he and his team won was by him setting other people up to score. So what if, as a tactic, a thing that we can do to enjoy our work and maybe lean in a little bit more rather than just kind of dreading work is, what if we started to look at work as something that we could do where we can show up and be all about the assist? If we help other people win, if showing up, Maybe to help other people and collaborate more, maybe it would feel more fulfilling if it didn't feel like it was just a a solo pursuit, but that collaboration, what if we lean into collaboration more than competition? What if success was all about the assist, and what if we started to define success for ourselves at work that way too? We're talking with Tim Schur today at SWIS Radio, and he's worked with Apple and Tom Shoes and StoryBrand, and actually has a brand new book, and it's called The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. 
Hey, thank you so much, Tim, for calling in and sharing with us today at SOS. Hey, my pleasure. Let me leave you this final quote, because I think this is just such a beautiful posture for all of us to operate out of. This is a North Star for me. Albert Schweitzer said, I don't know what your destiny will be. Some of you will perhaps occupy remarkable positions. Perhaps some of you will become famous by your pens or as artists. But I know one thing. The only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.